Hi friends! Welcome back to my dating palooza with Katie Danner and Courtney Badran. Today we're talking about bad dating advice that I have been given and to provoke thought with you guys about bad dating advice you have been given. And we are also talking about a group that we are launching at the very end of this podcast. So stay tuned. It's a My Dating Palooza community for women in the dating world going through heartbreak and whatnot. So please stay stay tuned for that. We are so excited to launch this group and so excited to have you join us. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to another episode of My Dating Palooza. We are back with Courtney Badran and Katie Danner. How are you, Katie? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I feel amazing today. Uh, I feel like spring is coming. There's blue sky. There's sunshine. Yes. Daylight savings. (laughs) Yes. Uh, My will to live always returns like in the spring. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) There are days where I'm so, I'm feeling so low and and depressed and the weather is gloomy. And then the sun comes out one day and I'm like, no, everything is going to be fine. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. After Everything's going to be, I'm okay. I'm okay. We're okay. The world's okay. Yes, exactly. And, uh, but so today uh, we're going to be talking about bad dating advice and the ever present temptation to lower your standards when dating. Yes. You have uh, you have some experience <laughs> with this, right, Katie? Yes. So, we're going so some I've been given so many so much dating advice from everybody I I know, obviously from dating 20 years. And I know that a lot of people listening will probably relate and understand cuz you've probably been through similar. So, yes. Okay. So, I was in college when I first started college 20 21 22 years old I'm in the prime of my life the prime of my youth and my beauty and all the things my health everything was just great I had the world at my feet (laughs) and this of what I wanted in a husband or you know a partner and um so I would I would write lists back then and it was these long elaborate lists And, you know, so I would add on there, like, um, you know, I want him to be funny and we have to laugh together and you joke together and we have to have attraction and there's chemistry and romance, but also, you know, somebody who's kind and believes in God. Like I had this elaborate list. So it was like an unlimited list of what I wanted in a husband. And, you know, people had told me like, write a list of what you want in a man. So I did. So I did this when I was younger and I, you know, the sky was the limit back then. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I, I remember at one point, I think I was like 21, 22. And I, I showed my, my cute little stepsister at the time, my, my list. And she, she said, Katie, don't you think this is a bit much? you have that he has to have good grammar on there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I can't be with a man who doesn't have good grammar. I just can't. She's like, Katie, don't you think that's a bit extreme? And I was like, no, I I can't be with a man who can't use good grammar. And she goes, so you mean to tell me if you were to meet the love of your life and he had everything on this list, but he had bad grammar, you wouldn't be with him? And I said, no, there's no way. (laughs) And so I couldn't 
so back then, you know, I was so picky, so specific, as picky as you, you could be, you know. And then I met this guy when I was in college. He, he was my ex. He's now my old fiance. We got engaged at one point. And he had mostly everything on this this list. He was like this dream guy that I had always wanted. And I thought that he was the love of my life. He was everything I'd ever dreamed of. I prayed for. We had this great romance in college. Like the whole college experience, like we met at college in the prime of our life. Such an exciting time. And we were together about two or two to two and a half years Right. And so we were engaged. And then this is another story for another time. But we ended up breaking up and I went to Israel uh, for a year, gave him the ring back. I went to Israel and I was, you know, I was devastated. It was brutally hard, Um, which this is another story for another time. We'll tell the details of all of that another day. But when I went to Israel, I just remember I was so crushed, so devastated because I had thought, you know, he was everything I'd ever wanted and all these things. And um, I remember somebody came to me one day while I was volunteering at this place in Israel living. And I think that there was somebody who was interested in me mm-hmm. and they came to me and they said, Katie, um, what are you, what are you looking for in somebody? And I just remember that my, my jaw almost dropped and I froze. I was like, what, what do you mean? What am I looking for? I was like, <laughs> and it, it, it was the first time it occurred to me. Oh my gosh, I have to start over what? I'm like, I have to look for somebody again. Like, Oh my gosh. I just had this serious relationship. I was engaged. I thought I was going to marry this guy, you know? And somebody says, what are you looking for? And I just froze. And I'm like, Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. And because here I had thought I had found this man with all these things on my list, but it ended up being quite a disastrous relationship there was so many things that were not healthy about it and you know when I left so at that point I thought well I need to get rid of all of these this list I need to get rid of this Mm -hmm. long list and 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 minimize it a little bit and so I ended up coming with up with just four things just four key points of what I needed in a guy and I went back to that person like two days later and I says I have it nailed four things (laughs) (laughs) And so for years, I lived by those four things, like maybe six years or something. I would just say, as long as he has these four things, this is what I need. What were those four things? Oh, if I, let's see if I can try to remember. Number one, he, we had to have, um, he had to believe in God or some higher power and we had to have some spiritual connection to, um, somebody who knew is knew how to work and could provide, you know, decent amount of stability. Uh, three, um, I think attraction and chemistry. And number four, somebody who was nice. I wanted someone who was just nice deep down to their core. Okay. Those <laughs> seem like reasonable, reasonable uh, <laughs> expectations in a partner. Okay. Right? So go on. Go on. <laughs> So then, you know, I, I narrowed it down to those four things after I lived in Israel. That was it. And, you know, I went out with several guys. And then, you know, after last year, I turned 35, it got down to nothing. I had no list where I was like, <laughs> as long as he shows up, as long as <laughs> I'm 34, 35. And I'm like, as long as the guy isn't psychotic 
And when he <laughs> asks me to be his girlfriend, he shows up and wants to see me at least once every few weeks. We're good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's yes. it. Yeah. So when I met that's you, right. Courtney, that's where I've been. I'm like, I don't care anymore. And Courtney's like, do you have any standards? I'm like, nope. As long as they show no. up. <laughs> Trust me. To all the listeners, I want you to know that sometimes it has, they haven't even met this low bar of criteria. Uh, they have been psychotic. <laughs> uh, there have been some, some psychos that she's dated that it just blew my mind. That's where you're at at this point. Well, I guess it, you've changed a little bit because what's your expectation now? <laughs> my expectation now is stay away from me. <laughs> yes. Stay away. Don't talk to me. If you're a man, don't talk to me. Don't try to be my friend. Don't try to take me out. Don't try to find a way to date me. <laughs> um, no, I'm actually completely and in every way burned out. And I'm just trying something different, which something I've never done, which is not have any guys. I've never actually fully taken any kind of break in all of these years, really. And so um, this, is, this is where I'm at. And we'll see what happens. I don't know where I'll be in a year or six months. But for now, this is just trying to take a break. Trying to do something different. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that after so many breakups, it's easy to have that temptation um, to just keep lowering the bar. And just oh, yeah. hoping that that will do the trick. Um, yes, and totally. I think that as going through all those breakups, part of the process is talking it through with friends and family, and you know, ask or you know, asking yourself what went wrong in the relationship, and that starts inviting you know feedback and advice on yes. those relationships, and you know, thinking that maybe there are some things you could change about yourself. Um, in order to attract the right person. So uh, I want to jump into some of the bad dating advice that you've gotten over the years. Yeah. Oh, so many because nobody around me really, including me <laughs> knows why I've had such a difficult time, like just being with somebody. So, you know, I've had friends over the years tell me and family members stop being so picky, you know, just titty. Obviously you're the common denominator with all this dating. So I, you're just too picky so I really started opening up my mind and I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, go out with a guy who's not that great because I need to stop being picky. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I did, you know. It's that idea that we should give people a chance. You know, yeah. maybe if I get to know him, maybe, you know, even if the chemistry isn't there now, maybe if I get to know him more and spend some more time with him, I will like him more. Like yeah. that's the idea. Exactly. I've had people say that, like, oh, just give this guy a chance. Come on. And I, I would say, okay, yeah. And, you know, I would give guys a chance. And I know that people listening, I'm sure that if you've been in the dating pool as long as me or, like, especially if you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll understand. It is. It becomes this pool of chaos. And everybody is just swimming around, changing partners but everybody has so much baggage at this point and everybody's confused. Nobody knows anymore what they actually want. And everybody's been traumatized by some kind of heartbreak. And so it's just disastrous. And so that's why I'm saying, no, I'm putting a stop to this. I'm, I am, I'm taking myself out of that dating pool because it's, 
it's insane. It's chaos. And I know it. I've lived it and I've, I see a lot of my friends go through it. Um, so yes, people, it just gets really, really confusing. And the more you date, the more confusing it gets because you meet mm-hmm. so many people and, you know, other dating advice I've been given is you need to be more loving, more accepting, more kind to people, to these guys. And so I did, you know, I was like, okay, I will work on that. And I would, you know, go out with guys and just give them a chance. And, you know, they would say mean things. And I'm like, well, I need to give him a chance. I need to be more accepting, you know, maybe he just can't help it. Or, you know, like, <laughs> yes. maybe he doesn't, he, he doesn't mean to be mean. He just wasn't taught any better. And so I would just allow this mean behavior, which is something that I would have never allowed when I was in my early twenties, back when I had, you know, the, when I was in my prime and I had all this confidence, I would have never allowed a guy to treat me like that back then. But now all the baggage and all these, this, all the guys with all their baggage, it's like, well, you know, he said this rude thing to me, but I, maybe he just doesn't know better, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. I'll just be the more, if I be a little more loving, maybe if I just be more loving, then he'll understand one day. No, they don't think that that's the the onus is kind of put on you to compensate for these guys weakness areas in in terms of you said like maybe they haven't been taught or maybe they don't know how to treat people with kindness and respect and so it's you that ends up being the 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 teacher suffers yeah Yeah, or the teacher or and suffer exactly and it's like I've spent you know when people told me do you just need to be more loving more patient, more kind, more accepting. And so I did that in my late 20s and early 30s. I said, okay, I will be those things. I just need to be more accepting. And so I would, I would turn myself into a teacher. And I'm like, okay, I just need to teach these men how to be because they don't know. Yeah. So I'll teach them. And if I love them enough, they will change. They'll understand. They'll learn. And no, they don't. They get worse because you're (laughs) loving and accepting their bad behavior. So they get worse. And I know that so many of my friends can relate to this. (laughs) No, and I have to share because I saw this happen in real time that Katie would get into a relationship with these losers, for lack of better term, and she would love them so much. And this would build up their confidence. And because Katie is so free in giving her love and support and encouragement that these guys would start to think that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big shot. Like, (laughs) so Katie would build up their confidence and oftentimes like they would start treating her worse than they did when she first started dating them, you know, because I think when people first start dating you, they think you're quite the catch. And they're, yeah. they're pretty excited about it. And then I think it is that, of course, like you said, the maybe you were dating someone that, you know, didn't check all the boxes and what you were looking for. So you were settling a little bit, um, but then you build up their confidence so much that then they end up, oh, actually, I don't need you anymore because you've built up my confidence and self-esteem so much. And it's taken everything out of you, Katie, that they just go off and they, they leave you. And then they're like, I'm going to go find an even you know, better girl out there. Yeah, I can get, yeah. I can get anyone. If I can get Katie and she like loves me so much, then I can get anyone out there. And then, yeah. and then I've seen that happen. And I'm like, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you one example of this. So just yes. right off the top of my head, when I dated this, the bartender last year, so it was exactly a year ago. And 
you know, these these stories are on my dating clues of the Instagram, but I dated this the bartender for a month and he, you know, came on so strong and he was so kind and every, like all the good things in the beginning as they always are. And side note to date, every guy that I've ever dated has said, I am the sweetest and nicest girl they've ever gone out with. So just a side note. So I do, I do think that I'm living up to the standard of I'm really nice in relationships. And so anyways, when I dated the, the bartender, um, you know, we're going out for a little while and I start giving because I'm a giver and I will do things for them and I want them to feel good. I want them to feel up because I, to me, that's what you're supposed to do in a relationship. You're supposed to love and, and, and build them up. And so this is where I knew it got out of control. I, (laughs) one day I, you know, he went to work, he was a bartender and I said, you know, his room was a disaster. And I said, how about I go clean your room while you're at work? I will clean your whole entire room. I'll take all your laundry to my house. I will wash it all, fold it all, hang it up. I'll clean your carpets, everything. And then we can hang out in your room. And he's like, you would do that for me? And I said, yeah, we're, I'm your girlfriend. Like, of course I would do that for you. That's what we should do in relationships. I mean, in my mind, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> and so I did. I spent this whole day. I went over cleaned and did all of his laundry. I washed his blankets, his sheets. I deep cleaned his carpets, all the things, hung up all his clothes, ironed his shirts, and I made his room so nice. And I put a candle in there and um, to make it smell better. And um, just all these, you know, as to me, that's like as nice as you could get when we're dating only a month. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Overkill, right? And, you know, it was only like you know, he loved it, of course. And I remember he told his coworkers and he said, you know, the, this, my, this girl I'm dating, she cleaned my whole room. And they all said, oh my gosh, don't lose her. Hang on to that girl. That is marriage material. That is wife material. Do not let her go. Don't mess it up. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Like I've got this, I've got it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just within a few days, he's starts pulling away. And then he starts telling me, Oh, I can't be with you. He starts picking me apart. You're this, you're that. I don't like that you don't drink. You don't want to come to any parties with me. And and I said, well, I'll go with you. I just don't want to drink. And he's like, but it's not even fun. And just starts picking me, you know, putting this big damper on everything. And then the relationship ended like a week later from a bunch of events. But I think what I learned is, yeah, being nice and loving and giving is good. But where do you draw the line? You know, where, why, why do I have to bend over backwards to make them feel so good? I think that it does get to the point where you start giving parts of yourself away mm-hmm. and you start losing sight of who you are. And I think that that is really part of this, um, this whole journey that you've been on and this realization that you've, that you've had that as you're in the dating world and you're trying to find the right person for you, it becomes even more important to know yourself and what you want um, mm-hmm. in a partner. Because as soon as you start kind of decreasing um, your expectations or your standards, then you it really just opens up um, the floodgates for all of these incompatible men to come into your life and then to start influencing and shaping you as a person because yeah. of their own kind of issues or dysfunction. And so it's almost like you're inviting that dysfunction into your life. And how much do we let these people into our lives and like influence us and who we are? 
that's the, I think the biggest question. And that's what I've seen happen um, to you so many times. Yeah. And I know that I'm sure that, that there's so many people, like I said, in the dating pool in your thirties and forties, it's a whole different thing than when you're in your twenties. It's a whole yeah. different thing. And so I know that people listening can relate and it's like, you just start lowering your standards more and more and yeah. more. And it's like, at what point do you even know what you want anymore? Nobody yeah. knows. You're all, we're all, everyone's just swimming around chasing each other and it's just chaos. Yeah. So, and so that, that brings us to the end of this episode, but it also leads into a big, exciting announcement that we have for the My Dating Palooza community. Yes. So really reflecting on, you know, the types of discussions that we've been having uh, about Katie's uh, past relationships and love life and being in the dating world for 20 years. One of the biggest things that we've learned is how important it is to have a support group when you're going through a breakup and that healing from heartbreak takes time. Mm-hmm. So, so we are launching an online community for women and those who identify as women. And we're going to be having our first event in two weeks. And it's going to be hosted by us, Courtney and Katie. And we're going to be inviting any women that want to come and share their breakout stories and find a community and support that's meant to build you up and make sure that you don't lose your confidence in yourself in this crazy dating world. So we, we're, gonna, we're here to make sure you don't decrease your standards as you're going through uh, this crazy dating world, that you know exactly who you are and what you want out of these relationships. And that even if you are single, the idea that you can still be happy as a single woman, as Katie is uh, living proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have been disappointed and discouraged from trying to find, you know, and, and have that ideal uh, life of a husband and kids and, and you know, all those things that as society, society kind of encourages us women to do that um, if it doesn't work out, that doesn't mean that you are, you know, fated to live a life of misery. <laughs> yes. And you're not a spinster. You're not a failure. Like it's okay. It's okay. Yes. And so, so we yeah. w- want to create this community because, and we also want to hear your stories. Like we want to share stories and, you know, laugh and commiserate together and understand each other because who can understand another person than people who are also in the same pool as you. (laughs) So yes. So please join us. We're so excited. It'll be so great to see you all and create this community together. Yes. You can find the link to register for our first event that's happening in two weeks on March 28th um, in our bio. And uh, we hope to see you there. Yes. We're so excited. This will be so great. And uh, that's it till next week. And we'll be back with another episode next week of My Dating Palooza. Yes. Every Tuesday, we will be launching a new uh, podcast. So thanks so much for listening. Have a beautiful day.